Howdy, folks. Welcome to episode five of Undrafted and Unedited Tales of the Glory Days, where we'll be talking sports and have special guests to reminisce on the good old hockey glory days. I'm your host, P. Bwabs, and with me is my little brother, still living the dream in the foreign land of Poland. Abe Wobbs, how's it hanging, buddy? How you doing? Yeah, good. Good to be back on. Glad we're doing another episode here. Uh, I've, I've got a lot, a lot to talk about. Lots of things going on in the sports world. So yeah, I'm just excited to, to you know get her going. How are things with you? Good, man. Yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. The first season of the NHL in the books. Lots of drama, lots of stuff around sports in general. Because we had the, what do they call it? The Eclipse or the, the one where they have MLB, they have MLS, they had hockey, they have NBA. They had literally all of the major sports playing at the same time. And I'm drawing a blank on the name, but there's a lot of sports topics going on. And it's going to be a, a, jam, a jam-packed episode. Yep, it's that time of the year. It's It's actually pretty awesome. We got the NFL college ball too. Oh, so. I forgot about NFL. Wow, yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I actually I'm gonna get some hate it. mail for that. No, you, you might have said it. I'm not sure, but it's just like, uh, yeah, it's that time of the year where everything's kind of crossing over, and um, yeah, it's it's exciting for sports. Polish update, brother. I'm waiting uh, patiently for this. Uh, I know you you had a couple doozies. So what's been going on uh, with the boys and Ruski? Oh man, another couple weeks with Ruski. It's been an absolute treat. Uh, <laughs> every day, man. Every day, there's something. Uh, oh, I actually wanted to jump into just a small little story because it happened this past weekend. So we had an away game. So we're getting all prepared. We have morning skate. After morning skate, we have video, and videos are always a drag. It's like 25, 30 minutes of Ruski just playing with magnets on a board and like talking about we can't even understand him. So we're just sitting there. I swear I doze off every time Ruski talks. He might as well be David Attenborough the way he speaks. Just want to, <laughs> I just want to listen to him and go to sleep. Um, so he, we have meetings. So meetings at eleven twenty-five. So everyone's in the room. Eleven twenty. We're sitting there and we're waiting. In comes Ruski, 11.27. So I, all the guys were kind of laughing before, being like, oh, fuck. Like, obviously, coach is late, you know, his his world. And uh, nobody's brave enough to say anything. I turn to my right. Dupes has his wrist pointing up, and he's tapping his wrist <laughs> to, to, to Ruski, saying, like, hey, bud, you're late. And, and I was like, oh, my God, no, Dupes. Like, what? You're crazy. And then Ruski starts going off on a tangent. Like you could tell he's laughing and, and, you know, having fun with him, but he's talking Polish and he's going back to dupes, blah, blah, blah. And kind of like ripping him and leaning over the table and dupes is laughing, having a good time. And one of the guys translated, he goes, Oh yeah. Coach said like, Oh, what? You're the perfect human dupes, blah, blah, blah. And dupes like, hell yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and like giving it back to him. So it was an absolute hilarious start to the video. And so we have the game at night and obviously we're on the road. Uh, so we get in the car, we're driving back, and we're driving the Swedish guy. He's in the back of the Terrios. And uh, Dupes goes, oh, fuck, I forgot to look what time we have to be back. So the Swedish guy pulls up his uh, phone and says, oh, okay, we have to be there at 4.15. Oh, neat. Go home, take a nap, have lunch. We're in no rush whatsoever. 4.10 rolls around, we're about to hop in the car. And we start driving. All of a sudden, we get a call from the Swedish guy. He goes, oh, yeah, I ended up like coming early. Uh, actually we were leaving at 4.15. It's not when we had to be there. It, what, it wasn't in English. I read the Polish wrong. So we're like, holy fuck. So <laughs> Deuce turns into Dom Toretto. He's fucking fast and the furious and the Terrios were ripping to the rink. 
we pull into the rink and it's like just before 4.15. The bus is out. It's packed. All the players are waiting outside. Our captain has two bananas and he's waving us in like uh, like the flight. <laughs> <laughs> so Dibs, Dibs literally e-breaks into a parking spot. We go flying down. And uh, so we get to the room and the guy's like, yeah, we packed your stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I take a quick look. I grab my towel, pack this and that, grab my bag into the bus. We get going. We fast forward, we get to the rink and Dupes starts to laugh. He goes, ha, ah, who did it? Who did it? Everyone's like, what? He goes, who took my shin pads? <laughs> so we're like, dude, nobody took your shin pads. And he's convinced, like our captain's a prankster. He's like, Phil, where the fuck are my shin pads? It's not funny anymore. Feels like, dude, I don't have shin pads. So Dupes had to walk a shame to coach the same day that he was giving him shit about being on time. Had to tell him, hey, yeah, we were late for the bus. I didn't pack my bag, and now I don't have shin pads. We're on the road. <laughs> so, <laughs> everybody's dying of laughter. Be like, holy fuck, that's so funny. So in comes our trainer guy, gives Dupes shin pads. He puts them on. Dude, it looks like he was he just had like newspaper in his socks. They were the smallest shin pads. Dupes is huge. They were the smallest shin pads. So he's out there for warm-up wearing kids' shin pads. And we're dying of laughter. Wait, before the game, like, Dupes is like, dude, there's no... I'm not blocking a fucking shot. I'll break my tibia. Like, this is a joke. <laughs> I don't even know if tibia is the right bone. But anyways. Uh, so the GM had to drive all the way from our home rink to the rink to bring Dupes' shin pads for the game. So Holy he was... Shit. Yeah. He almost he, wore soccer shin pads for, for a professional soccer, game. Yeah, yeah. So here was Dupes telling Coach to be on time. We show up late that same day and he forgets his shin pads. Karma's <laughs> a bitch. Karma's yeah. a bitch, Dupes. Yeah, so That's we were good, loving man. it. And, and that was the road trip. So I have my headphones in. I'm kind of getting psyched up. It's a huge game. It's the first place team. Dupes leans over to me. He goes, oh, yeah, if you turn left here, that's auschwitz right there and i'm like oh jesus so that's the rink yeah the rink there's like a mcdonald's in auschwitz and the rink holy fuck (laughs) yeah that's crazy eh it's pretty dark uh just jumping into kind of what's going on with hockey so we started and we we started the season off on a five game losing streak and that is like, we're supposed to be one of the top teams. So right away, it was panic button. It was GM meetings with the imports, coach imports, threatening like our jobs. Like like Russia, you hear the guys telling the story. It was like every day, bag skates, miserable, just terrible, terrible, terrible. So we lose the fifth game and Rusi comes in, starts throwing jerseys and kicking cans and losing his marbles. And I'm sitting there like, holy fuck, like here we go again. Our GM comes down. I'm like, oh, that's not a good sign. I almost packed my bag. I'm like, oh, I got to be out of here. And uh, he goes, nobody leaves. Like, fuck. So we sit there. We're miserable. The GM goes, we're having beer and pizza, and we're figuring this out right now. So they ordered a shit ton of pizza, brought in a bunch of beer. We just sat there in our gitch, and we went one by one around the room talking about, like, what we could do better. So first guy, the Swedish guy speaks up. He's like, yeah, you know, we, we're not having fun. Like, we're just going through the motions. Like, we need to enjoy, blah, 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 going off. Ruski, two seconds in, cuts him off, stands up, and goes on a tangent. I'm like, dude, we're going to be here till 6 in the morning if he cuts him off. And <laughs> every guy that speaks. So I'm like, holy shit. So it comes around. Dupes, all Dupes says is, I feel like I'm pulling a fucking boat out there. I'm exhausted. <laughs> the GM's like, okay, anything else? He's like, yeah, fucking boat on my back. 
<laughs> like, guys are dying. So it goes all the way around the room, and it goes to the quietest guy on our team. And he hasn't played. He's been a healthy scratch. This guy says, uh, I haven't played in five games, so I think it's time that I get back in the lineup. And that was, <laughs> that was verbatim all he said. So everybody starts dying of laughter. And again, it's kind of uncomfortable because you're having beers and pizza. I was like a fucking pig and shit. I'm fired up. I'm like, dude, yeah, we lost, but I got pizza and beer. So I'm having a good time. And this kid steps up and says that. So we're like, holy fuck, that guy's got cojones. So now we call no him. No shit. We call him Big Dick Camille because he just absolutely. <laughs> he Did absolutely, he get put in the lineup or is he still uh, riding okay. fine? So now we're mis- like the game's over. We go home. We have a week of practice. Things like we start having fun. I'm pretty much telling guys every day, like, don't listen to anything that's being said. Like, just go out there and play. So now we start playing again and we go on a six game win streak right after that. And Big Dick Camille was in the lineup, and he played. He's been playing all the games. So we went on a six-game win streak, and uh, somehow the practices got longer, the workouts got harder, and it's still a fucking funeral every day. And, well, uh, you got you to gotta text Rutherford and Bo Horvat in, in Vancouver and, and tell them the secret recipe is get the, the GM down there with some pizza and beers, and yeah. there you go, turn that, that losing streak into a winning streak. Yeah, so we, we're, we're back kind of to where we need to be. We're in third place. We're battling with the top teams. We beat the first and second place teams um, this week. Uh, so we're kind of buzzing, man. Ruski's got nice, the boys dude. in line. We're buzzing. Things are feeling good. I've got, like, tons of tons of things that we can talk about moving forward. I split it up. Uh, just a side note with that uh, the Swedish guy. So Dupes forgot his, uh, his shin pads, and he comes up. He's like, oh, man, you'll never guess what happened to me last year. He played in the Austrian league, which is like really good hockey, pretty good league. He goes, we're on the road and I forget my skates. So he had to go in to the office and tell his coach, yo, dude, I forgot my skates. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. Man. And that's like the one thing that you can't replace. Like there's right. so many art pieces of equipment that it's like, oh yeah, we could figure it out or, but skates, dude, forget yeah. about it. So they got. Uh, so they got him a replacement pair of skates that weren't his. He's like, dude, I could barely move out there. Oh, I was yeah. like, Bambi. Yeah. And he said he ripped the goal. He's a defense. He's like, yeah, I scored. So it was the running joke, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, they have an away game. And he was saying, like, the way he packs his bags, he was putting his skates on the heater. Gets to the game, opens his bag, oh, goes, holy no. fuck. Has to walk to the coach and say, dude, I forgot my skates. <laughs> so the coach had to go get him skates. And uh, he goes out, Bambi again, different pair of skates. He said they were two sizes, too small. His feet were killing him. And he says he scores. Fast forward to the next game. They're away. And he gets to the rink. He opens. He's like, you've got to be fucking No, that's shitting. like 10-year-old stuff right there. Right. So th- he's like, dude, he's sweating at this point. Walk of shame to the coach. Goes into the room and says, dude, I forgot my skates. Coach said, get the fuck out. You're not playing. And he's like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Like, totally fair. Gets back to the room. The whole team was cheering. The, their player had his skates. They took it out of his oh, So he had to walk the chain to the good. coach. And he said the coach ripped him for 10 minutes, said he was a healthy scratch. <laughs> and then he had to go pop his head back and be like, hey, uh, by the way, I found my skates. <laughs> and then he goes, am I playing? And the coach said, yeah, get the fuck out of here, though. <laughs> I just try and picture our dad, Guy, like if we were to go up and say, like, we forgot our skates, he'd be like, get the fuck in the car like that's it done oh that would be game like that's my biggest fear is like showing up to the, the triple checks the triple checks your trip that's one of the items you're triple checking you know 
Well, so last year in Amiens, we were playing the French Cup game, which is like the, the huge game throughout the season. And we're on the road and my tuck completely blows off. I block a shot, not on purpose, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and my tuck blows off and it feels weird. So I'm kind of skating. So you're, you're just, your blade holder is what you're the talking blade about. Blade holder. Right? Yeah. The on tuck, your skate. Sorry. For the, just for those of you that don't know. Yes. The blade holder. And it, that's like something like I have extra blades, like steel, but you don't bring, you don't have extra stuff. So I give it to my, um, my, uh, equipment manager. He goes, Oh dude, I can't fix that for you. Like we're on the road. I don't, I don't have the tools to do that. And this is in the first period. So I'm like, okay, well my game's done. Coach comes in and he goes, find one of the young kids on the team who has similar size to you and take them off his feet. <laughs> these are, dude, these are guys that are playing. I'm like, coach, like, there's no way I'm going to each guy. They're in the lineup playing the game and being like, dude, what size you wear? The guy's like, eight. I'm like, yeah, those are going to be mine. So I was, the, I was the top scorer on the team, so they wanted me to have skates. Joey West goes, dude, I've got a pair of skates. I'm like, West, you're a midget, first of all. Like, there's no way. He goes, yeah, they're they're size sevens. I'm like, okay, fuck. Like, I wear eight skates. So I'm like, okay, they're going to be tight. He pulls them out, and they're Bauer Nexus skates. Now, I wear the Bauer Vapor skates, so they're completely different skates. So I look at him, I put the first one on, and now I have a tough decision. I'm like, well, do I wear both of his Nexus skates and be uncomfortable on two feet, or do I wear one of mine and one of his? So I end up wearing one of mine and one of his. So I'm out in a professional hockey league in one of the biggest games of the year wearing one Bauer Nexus that's a size too small and my normal skate. And uh, I actually ended up scoring to that game. But I couldn't move, man. I fell 20 times, and I ended up potting one in at the end of the game, and that was my uh, – so maybe you just have to – You reach your quota, your man. At this point, yeah. But it That's was so hilarious. We, we had a similar experience with one of the guys on our men's league team, and a guy pulled out a roll of clear tape and fucking clear taped the, the holder back to the boot. And it was, like, seamless, man. It was like performing surgery. The guy was back on two shifts later. It was hilarious. But, yeah, professional hockey, beer league, two different things. But uh, that's crazy, man. That's cool. Yep, that's the tale of the tapes right now. So we'll, we'll have to uh... – yeah, and for those listening, by the way, uh, if you're just tuning into this episode, if you want to hear some of the backstories about Ruski and the Terios and my roommate dupes and, and everything like that, it's, we've been doing the Polish update at the start of every every episode. So, I mean, all the whole episode is good if you guys want to catch up on a few things, but definitely. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're climbing up the ranks on Spotify. I think uh, I, I typed uh, top uh, hockey podcast and we were ranked uh, 4,302. <laughs> so that's good. We've got a sling of five stars coming in. So the boys are, are supporting. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a good uh, thing. Yo, oh, I forgot to mention. I had a, a Dear Ali B moment the other day, men's league. I feel like, you know how I was, I was down in the dumps for being like embarrassed by this kid in golf and like getting old? Well, dude, I had a pump me up moment uh, about a week ago, about a week ago, a Dear Ali B. So I get the, uh, the text. It's a Sunday night at like 6 p.m. And my buddy Kaz is like, hey, do you want to come play hockey at 8.30? Well, now I start to inquire because 8.30 is not that bad of a time, but it's a Sunday night, which is shit because it ruins your whole week. And it turns out it's a rink 10 minutes down the road. I skipped my own game that week because we had 11 p.m. on a Wednesday. And, uh, you know, I get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm not playing hockey till, till midnight. And you know how it is. So anyways, I say, yeah. And it's a group of guys I played with a couple of years ago. And, and, and they're, they're good. They, they can hold their own players. But they usually play Tier 2, Tier 3, Tier 4. So anyways, I, I was like, perfect. Sunday night, I'm tired. I want to go for a skate. I haven't played in a while. This would be nice. And so I get to the rink, 
and this is about 15 minutes before warm-up, and I, I kind of look through the locker rooms, and I'm trying to find my buddy Kaz, and I can't find him. So finally, I go into the room, and I'm like, hey, boys, is this Kazzy's team? They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I think the average age, I brought it down uh, probably 40 years uh, <laughs> when I walked into the room. So I sit down, and Frankie Dupes, your old goalie, is, is a spare goalie. And a couple of the other guys I know are there, but, but we're by far the youngest. And uh, lo and behold, it didn't take uh, me more than 10 seconds in warm-up to figure out that this was an order over 40-year-old league. I'm 32. And it's a ranked league. So the way that they do it is they do a draft, and every player has a specific rank. So that balances out the teams. So it turns out I was replacing two Junior C guys, which was their, their better players. So they figured, hey, it's okay you know, to bring Pat out and and come out and play and and by no means am i like a, a dominating player but i i definitely had more experience than than everybody on the ice at that particular moment not naming frank frank the goalie who played in the o so anyways i i, I had like a little flashback of you when you had that segment in our first episode talking about going back and like what do i do do i do i dial it up and put up a 10 point night and and, and call it a day or do i do i tone it down and Eventually, it got to the point where the game was was 3-2. We were losing, and I had potted one earlier. And I was playing, like, you know, I was playing very respectfully, let's say. I was making plays. I wasn't, like, back-checking hard. But Kazzy comes up to me, and he's like, okay, Bob's like, let's, let's fucking go. Like, green light. So I said, green light? He's like, yeah, green light. So I go down, intercept the pass, two-on-one, backdoor open net to Jean-Claude. He's the first goal he's probably scored in the past 10 years. Just loving it when we get to the bench. Nice pass, nice pass. I'm like, fucking right. So, you know, now we're up. And then we score again. So we're up 4-3. And then they score 4-4. And then, uh, you know, there's about three minutes left. I'm like, fuck this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm winning this game. So I go down on a two-on-one, fake pass. And I'm on my, I'm, on, I'm right-handed coming down the left wing. So I fake pass, pull it back to my backhand, and I rip a backhand bar down. Like when I mean bar down, it was like ting, like our intro. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and in the 23 years and a half of me playing hockey, I don't think I've ever ripped a backhand that hard bar down. And the 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 ice surface just goes absolutely quiet. So I go back to the bench and I'm sitting on the bench and uh, in between whistles, a guy from the other team gets off his bench, comes to our side of the bench from the ice, looks at me in the eyes, tilts my head over, looks at the stickers on my helmet and says, that's what I fucking thought. You don't believe you don't belong here. And it skates back to his bench. And I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, now I'm second guessing because I'm wearing your Ramparts helmet. So I'm trying to yell, it's not my helmet, it's my bro's helmet. He's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you, like you, don't, you shouldn't be playing here. You're like 10 years too young. Like, you know, you're too experienced. So now I'm like having second guess. Like I just ruined these guys' night by coming out here and like dangling a 70-year-old uh, Gaston and, and putting it bar down on guys with two hip replacements and nets. And... uh 
and I had that that Dear Ali B moment. Am I the hardo? Am I the guy that came out? Or am I like like Casmo was fired up because we ended up winning? So it's a fuck you match at the end. He was like, well, he's you know he's replacing this guy, so it makes it fair, and you know it's all like that. And I put my head down in shame, and the you know you always you give the fist bumps at the end of the game like a good game, and you know I put my head down and just say good game, good game, good game, good game, <laughs> straight to the dressing room. So, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely an awkward moment, but uh, it, it, as soon as I got back in the room, I'm like, that's exactly what we talked about. And yeah. I felt like I did good up until the last five minutes. And it's like, do I make the boys happy or do I, you know, I just confidence is down. And anyways, Dude, that's, I felt that's like, how I feel every time I play Menzi. That's why I don't play in the league anymore. Because it's, right? again, we talked about it in that first episode. It's a lose-lose. You're either the tryhard that looks like a fucking loser or people are expecting you to be really good and you're just not. And then you look bad. So it's, it's just, yeah, there's no winning, but Jean-Claude probably went home and absolutely laid pipe. So <laughs> yeah, he had a goal and two assists. <laughs> a goal and two assists for Jean-Claude. So he had a, he had a career night. He probably kept. The yeah. He had a career on. night. He, he I, I think he, he said he wanted the game sheet. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that's framed in his, uh, or, or hung up on the fridge somewhere. But anyways, it was, it was fun. And I felt like a little bit of BDE, big dick energy walking out of there. And, uh, I, I hope the guys forgive me that I played against, but I did get a text like a week later. Hey dude, you want to come out and play? So um, I, I guess uh, it, it passed by uh, upper management and, and I'm not banned from the league completely, but um, there, you go. there you go. There we go. I, I kind of took your, your advice, but uh, it was a lose lose. Like you said. Yeah. It's that competitive nature sometimes though. huh? Well, and yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Like I, I honestly didn't mean to go bar down like that. I literally just put, but I think he was so out of position that if it was a regular goalie, it probably would have hit them in the chest, right? Because they would have been challenging right, more. Right. But right, it was right. just like, I, I, it was a perfect shot, you know? Yeah, he couldn't get his road warrior blocker on it, eh? <laughs> I don't think he wanted to. It was coming in too hot. <laughs> but it's like a league with, like, no slap shots. They warned me about, like, no slap shots. Like, that's that's usually a telling sign, too, in the dress room that you're, you're going to dial it down a little bit. It's probably – Dubes probably had to use one of the Jean-Claude shin pads at the league game. <laughs> dude okay let's get into this this is uh we have like three pages of notes here that we want to go through and and the first one i want to kind of talk to about talk to you about relates to sports and kind of comes into the nhl and this is draymond green punch sucker punch of his teammate jordan Poole. i don't know if you saw this but he basically in practice at, at one point you could tell they're kind of chirping they're kind of bickering and then and then draymond's kind of like on the side of the drill and jordan Poole's under the net kind of involved in the drill and Draymond kind of comes across to him and you could see they're kind of nose to nose, a little bit of a shove from Jordan Poole. And then like a Superman UFC sucker punch by, by Draymond Green right in the chops of Jordan Poole. And uh, obviously it gets broken up pretty quick, but um, it, it kind of made me think of all of the little practice fights that we see sometimes in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Draymond Green Green is a clown. I actually hate him. I think he's just like, oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> Dude, that was such a gutty sucker punch. I've seen, I've been on teams that have had practice fights, but all the, I've never seen a guy get sucker punched like that. Like never. Well, apparently like Draymond comes out and he says he's going through a rough time and he's due for a contract extension. And, and this Jordan Poole guy is as well. And, and Golden State Warriors is way over the luxury tax in terms of like they're basically their cap in the NBA. And a week later, 
after this punch, Jordan Poole just signed like a super max deal. So it looks like Draymond's going to get be dealt. So a lot of people are speculating that it was like chirping related to like contracts and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think of a lot of like different NHL ones. Uh, there's three that come to mind and you might think of another one. But the first one is, is Taze versus, versus Keith. I don't know if you knew this, but Jonathan Taze, Duncan Keith dropped the gloves in practice in 2020. And this is like the beginning of the decline of the Chicago Blackhawks. But it looked like a scripted thing, like in in the news after when they do like their interviews, it looked like they kind of set it up to try and fire up the boys. So that's like the first one that that came to mind. Do you remember that one at all? Yeah, I do. I do. And, and again, I, I kind of, I'm kind of feeling like it's something that Taze and Keith kind of the night before were like, hey, you know, we got to we got to start getting getting the boys serious again. But uh, I, I like the effort. I don't know if it was if it was true, then good on them. If it wasn't, then hey, anything to get the boys going at this at that point. Absolutely. And then we we had the Subinator, PK Subban. I, I I googled this. He actually gets in fights regularly, which is the reason why he got dealt from Montreal. Apparently, Placana, Gallagher, Josh George's separate different occasions, and more recently, when well, he's with New Jersey, he's with Miles Wood. So he scrapped McGee. But that got him in some trouble. But I think everybody was trying to model Robert Bartuzzo and Zach Sanford, which was the uh, St. Louis Blues guys in 2018. And and to give you a little bit of context, at this period of time, it was like January. They were in last place in the league. Um, they had lost 10 of their last 14. And it was pretty amazing what happened afterwards is they like galvanized the team. There was a couple things that other things that happened. They ended up firing their coach and they brought in the new coach. Um, but their chances of making playoffs were like 10%. And it was like a magical moment in their season where they ended up going 30, 10 and five to close out the season. And at the end of the day, Stanley cup champions, like uh, it, it's so weird. Like it seems like this, this Draymond thing is going to drag into something negative. You know, you kind of had the Taze thing who kind of seemed to simulate this and the PK getting a negative by getting traded, but also the positive in St. Louis. So do you think like a, a championship team can survive something like this? Or, or do you think this is like always crippling in terms of the morale on the team? Or, and maybe you have like a story to share about your own experience. Yeah. I think that the first thing that came to mind was the Bortuzzo Sanford fight. Uh, I say it's like, there's two things that got the blues over the hump. It's that fight that got the boys going and Gloria. And it's like, Hey, if your team is down in the dumps, either get pizza and beer or two guys go at it and find a winning <laughs> a winning song to get you going. That's like the, the recipe to really get your team going. Um, but yeah, last year we played in Chamonix. And Chamonix is like a, was a long road trip for my team, Amiens. And Chamonix is like renowned. You're in the mountains. It's beautiful, beautiful scenery. But the rink is like an ODR. It's, a, it's like a wooden barn and it is freezing. So we had morning skate there and it's middle of the winter. <clears throat> and we're up in the mountains, so it is so cold. Guys are miserable. We slept on the bus over the night, and we had just brought in a new player, and he was like a, a French player. He was known, and um, he was really, really good. He was over a point a game for us in a couple games, and we had a goalie who was a nutcase, like to the point where I would shoot the puck on the ice before I would even think of raising it at him because if you hit him like in the high chest, he would give you a whack. If you were standing in front of him in practice, like he would, he was giving it to guys. He was kind of scary to play for. He was like an older guy; had been there for a long time. He was our best player. So we're in Chamonix, and Chamonix had skated before us. So they were all kind of along the glass watching our morning skate. So I'm there, dicking around per usual, and then I hear like this big kerfuffle, and here's our goalie 
dropping the gloves, <laughs> speed bagging our new top player <laughs> in in the pregame skate. Their whole team is around the bend, around the ring, just watching us, being like, "What the fuck is going on?" And they had a full on brawl, and we were just like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing." I'm trying like, to think of like the guys watching. It's either like these guys are fucking disorganized, clowns. we're gonna work them, or these guys are fucking psychos, and I'm gonna be scared. <laughs> They're like practicing fighting in 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 pregame. Practice. No, we we got fucking pumped. <laughs> we got pumped that night. Like I remember sitting there, and being like, "Oh my god, this is so embarrassing." Our goalie has his gloves off, and and he's winning, like speed bagging the other guy. I'm like, not only is this goalie nutcase, like he just beat the fuck out of our best player in front of the other team. I was just like, this is. And then what's stupid is coach comes and everyone like breaks it up. And then the goalie just has to like pick up his shit and and just like keep get back in the net for the next yeah. drill. So then we're just like doing another flow drill, shooting it at this goalie that just beat back <laughs> to <our> top guy. <laughs> so it wasn't dealt with at all. Like, did you find like it affected morale, or did like the guys after say anything? Did they like did the goalie say like my bad at the end, or did people no, just kind of no. like play it off like it was nothing? It, we played it off like it was nothing, and it, if anything, it was hilarious. Like afterwards, you're just like, man, that was that was fucking tough look on the boys, huh? No um, kidding. So in that respect, but I think like I don't know if it was like truthfully our big leaders and guys that like I I, I think I'd be fired up. If, like I think about like the Bortuzzo, like these guys that just you know you could tell he really cared and and it's his job to be that kind of leader and and get the boys going like i think it could really help a team in that instance i just felt like this was an absolute clown fest but my toes were frozen and i was in a bad mood anyway so. <laughs> yeah and i think craig barube was a coach that came in for mikey Yao that year too I, I think it's all the way that the coach spins it and like he uses that as a galvanizing tool, getting the boys together rather than being like, if it goes unsettled or, or not dealt with, I feel that's when it goes like negative and it goes south and, and like PK maybe, you know, goes to the trade route. But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting to see that it's still emotions are high and people care and, and that kind of stuff happens. And speaking of emotions being high, let's talk about Philly to the torts effects, man. They're four and one. Ivan Provorov, who I took with my last pick in, in my two drafts, uh, Konecki, is on fire as well. And um, I, and what's your opinion on that? Do you think this is still the honeymoon, short-term, Band-Aid fix, the torts effects? Or do you think this is the real deal, Philly's back in back in action, playoff contender, uh, ready to rock and roll? What are your thoughts on, on Philly? Man, I saw that, and I was kind of loving it. I'm like, dude, Torts has these guys going. They started 3-0, and and then I was uh, keeping track of that Florida game where they lost, and um, they were in it the whole way. And I was just like, dude, this is a different team. We saw their team last year. They were a joke. Um, I heard interviews with guys, uh, <clears throat> guys on the team like Yandel talks about how good of a group of guys they had. And it's like they didn't. It's not that they didn't care and this and that. They truly had everyone they needed in the room. They just had bad balances or having a bad year. Maybe coaching wasn't great. So maybe Torch just kind of has the right recipe right now, and he's getting these guys going. But uh, I don't know. I feel like they're just gonna get bagged. Like oh, dude. If Torch is anything like Ruski, like these guys' groins and hips and backs are about to blow. Blow and uh, that kind of listening to a guy like that over the course of a long season it just you know sometimes you're just you just can't hear it anymore you know well it's funny you brought that up because i saw a clip it was like on espn and i guess it was the first 
practice or preseason practice with torts and he goes on and he has everybody sitting on one knee and he's chatting and he's basically going on with the spiel like i want to get to know everybody in the room and I, i've heard great things and and he basically says i'm going to be straight up with you guys and you guys better be straight up with me it's an open door policy i'm going to say fuck you to you and i expect you to say fuck you to me and basically at the end of this huge spiel he's like yeah we're not going to have pucks for the next three days but we're going to fucking get at her boys. And I just thought that that was hilarious. The boys were like, Oh, bag skate for the next, like three days, no pucks. You know, that's the worst thing when coach does not bring out the, the, the milk crate of pucks, you know, you're going to have a long one. Yeah. I remember that picture too, that came out where the guy was like laying in a snow angel yes. just underneath towards his feet. <laughs> <laughs> and people posted online being like, Oh, oh it's going to be a long year for Philly, man. So it'll be I interesting. Know, I like, we'll I see. like Philly. And you know what, Carter Hart looks looks like he's back. And and uh, they uh, on paper, I I I really like their team. So hopefully it continues. They had a, um, they had a lot of injuries last year too. Like Couturier was out for such a long time, and like a, a bunch of their big guns. Ellis, like, okay. Ellis played oh, two Ellis. games. He was their big trade, and I think he's done too this year. He's and not I playing, think Couturier yeah. got hurt too. So the, yeah, they got the injury bug, but they have a roster that can do some damage. I think so. It'll be interesting uh, moving forward. But they're they're hot, hot, hot right now. Uh, add on the fantasy. Um, and yeah, and, and moving on with hockey. And I guess we should have maybe segued this with fighting the Cassian versus uh Wi-Fi as they call him, Arbor Sajaj. Dude, this guy on Montreal, this rookie is going to be a problem in the NHL. This guy is an absolute monster. And watching this fight after I got like glimpses of Chara ragdolling, ragdolling Brian McCabe. And that's what kind of happened to Cassian. I don't think it was as bad, as embarrassing as McCabe. Like, that was a career ender for McCabe. Instant, like, meme status. Couldn't shake it off. But he absolutely worked Cassian. Yeah, dude, this guy's a freak. So, funny story, because I don't know. I, I don't think I've said this on the pod, but Dupes is best friends with Michael Bunting, who is obviously on the Leafs. And uh, Yunin, who's the Swedish guy who we were talking about earlier about his skates, is best friends with Willie Nylander from growing up. So I pretty much have the inside scoop on everything that's Toronto Maple Leafs. So this fight happened and it came out and Dupes was on FaceTime with Bunting the other day. And Bunts was like, man, we were in preseason and I, I'm, this guy's someone's given it to me in the corner, like absolutely reaming into my back. And I turn around and I see this guy that I've never seen before. And I, you know, I see his name skating away. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's a plug. Like never heard of this guy. And so apparently Bunting was like chirping him, being like, yeah, enjoy your last couple minutes, buddy. Like, who are you? Giving him like the business, being like, yeah, don't ever touch me again. Kind of like acting like all tough. And I guess this Wi-Fi guy, um, which is, they call him Wi-Fi because of his last name, eh? Yeah, it looks like, like a Wi-Fi a, password. That's that's like what a, somebody told me. I could be way off with that, but yeah, his and, his uh, name is tough to pronounce. I just picture Don Cherry trying to pronounce this guy's name. Oh Jesus! And uh, I guess like Bunting was like, "Holy fuck! Thank God that guy like didn't speed bag me." Well, I we saw that battle, after, man. Yeah, they battled. Yeah, he's six four, two forty. He's massive. yeah. And he and Cassian's like I think maybe a middleweight. He's six three, two twenty, but. Yeah, he. I think he was super aggressive. I don't think Cassian like thought he was gonna come out guns a blazing, and I think he caught Cassian with the first punch and and kind of, I guess, dazed him a little bit. But he made him look like uh, a, a fighting noob. He, he he's really got nothing to lose. Bad. No, he doesn't. This guy, this guy worked at Costco last year. That's crazy, eh? <laughs> yeah, That's he's crazy. undrafted. He worked at Costco. Guy was handing out free samples. 
but and I a year wa- later speed bag Cassian. I was watching him, and he was throwing the body. He is going to be – and him, Caden Gooley, is also a guy that likes to throw the body. Like, they might have the, the Twin Towers in a couple of years. They're two big boys that try and solidify the defense and the abs. But, uh, yeah, that was that was quite the sight. And another quite the sight is Phil the Thrill Kessel is a month away from being a 1,000 straight games he's already at 1200 games total but a thousand straight games break that iron man record so just to give you an idea he, he came in the league uh with boston he went through that testicular cancer so he missed a little bit of time there but his last game that he the last injured game that he had was november 3rd 2009 and that's when he had shoulder surgery and i guess that was his first date back but that's how many games he's played since that amount of time and over 400 goals Hundred a thousand games played already. He's you, you know, I don't know if he's Hall of Famer, but he's screaming he's screaming something pretty impressive. And and the first thing that comes for me is this guy must be the Voldemort, he who must not be named for every team's personal trainer across the world because he looks like an absolute milk bag. Yeah, is he the, is he he has to be like the most memed NHL player of all time, right? Yeah, like easy. yeah. I, I think back to like that picture that came out where he was in his home uh, home uh, movie theater and he just had that one chair. One yes. Chair. Yes, and but I think then... it really started. I think it really started when they had the All Star game. It was the first year they did the draft, and he was like the yes. last pick, and he's sitting he there like the a car. plug. He won yes, the Honda won Pilot the or whatever, some little <laughs> yeah. like family sedan. So to this day, anytime someone says something that's not funny, I quote. Phil and p- people never know, but it, I always go, "Good one, Randy." <laughs> when he talks, <laughs> there's a video of Randy Carlisle coming by and saying like a bad yeah. joke, and it's on camera. For anyone that's never heard that, please look at it because from here on out, you'll say it all the time. I've I say it all the time. Someone says a bad joke, "Good one, Randy." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, you look like okay. So Keith Yandel, I mean, he he's openly talked about how like he doesn't really work out. He doesn't really take care of his body this and that <clears throat> then you have phil this guy drinks soda all the time he's hot dogs yeah, i mean hot dogs he's a milk bag and it's like fuck like are, are these guys just like very very special or are we have i been doing it wrong the whole time because i'm sore every morning i'm like maybe i should just do nothing at this point well i was i was reading somewhere which i thought got a little little interesting this good article on the score and and they were talking about how over the past five or six seasons he's been the player in the nhl who has been hit the least amount of times so he's figured out a way to to play a game where he's you know he comes down that wing and he loves to rip the shot and then you know plays more of a position based game and doesn't put himself into situations to get hit and it's kind of similar to the way Crosby changed his game after he had those couple of concussions. Like Crosby used to be the guy in the corners, like, like a dog, like a pit bull. And now you could see he kind of picks his spots, picks his moments and never puts himself in a spot to get absolutely crunched. Uh, coaches must drive them nuts, but longevity and, and production, I mean, I guess outweigh, you know, chipping out, chipping out of the, the, in your own defensive zone, off the boards, off the the wing, and, and taking a massive hit, just letting the D take it and take a shot on net, I guess. But yeah, it's been pretty impressive nonetheless. Yeah, I, I hope he has a kind of a comeback season here. It'll be interesting if in Vegas he can do something, pot a couple, maybe get like a 20-goal season. He's got the yeah. shot for it. You know? He's off slow. He's got one point in five games. But yeah, you, you never know. You never know. You know, get some, some opportunity on the PP. And we know Jack Eichel is quite the, the playmaker. And 
maybe gets a little bit more opportunity with him, but still impressive. Thousand games in a row. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's impressive in any any uh, sport. You know, you think about. <clears throat> I can't think of many other sports where guys are doing that. Yeah, and they talked about in the article like he's played through a bunch of injuries in one game. He was in Arizona. I think this was last year, and his child was being born that day. So he came on the ice, played one shift, and then left just to keep the streak alive. And I mean, like that dedication. I I'm packing it in when the games past 10 p.m. for my men's league, and this guy has like a child on the way. His wife's probably screaming at him, "You better, you better fucking be there for the birth of our child." And he's got to get in his one one little lap and and get off the ice so he can get the game played. Yeah, yeah. Well, his his wife uh, probably. Said- you know, told him, Hey, you're missing your game. And he's, he said, good one, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> and hopped on the private jet and went to the game. Huh? So. <laughs> Speaking of injuries though, I sent you that meme of Matt Murray. Um, for those of you that haven't seen it, it's basically a, a picture and it's like a, an elderly woman with, with Matt Murray's goalie helmet cropped over her <laughs> face. And then you have kind of like a nursing home or like a child who's obviously younger and supporting her. And and says something along the lines of, um, you know, it, it pans to the grandma and it's like, I won two cups in Pittsburgh. And then it goes to like the young lady and she says, sure, grandma, let's just get you back to bed. Because he is banged, he is bruised, another groin injury in practice. And I don't know if you've seen like the conundrum that, that Dubas is in. Like I can only picture our guest, uh, HB, who was in talking about fantasy being a GM and all these numbers like Dubis must be working the, the whiteboard and the Excel spreadsheets because I'm going to read you some stuff and it's going to put you in an absolute pretzel. You ready? Yep. So Matt Murray's injury would need to be serious enough for him to be put on LTIR, which is basically missing a minimum of 10 games or 24, inju- 24 days in order for them to have the cap space to call somebody up. So they're absolutely toast. Right now, their third string goalie is Eric Kalgren, and he was hurt the other day in their season opener. Their fourth string goalie, Joseph Wall, is also injured. Their fifth string goalie is Dylan Ferguson, but right now he's theoretically not even an option to be called up because he is on an amateur tryout offer with the Marlies. So he's technically not on the Toronto Maple Leafs roster. And even if they wanted to sign this guy from upgrading him to, to like a tryout to an actual contract, they can't because they're at their maximum allowed 50 contract slots. They're already full. So right now it's like, it, it smells like e-bug. It smells like nah, nah, a nah, Disney movie nah. in the making. Nah, 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 Somebody's coming out of the woodwork. Hey, 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 goodbye. <laughs> That's Dubis right there, buddy. Salute. Holy He's toast. shit. He's toast. Can, uh, yeah, when I was can, reading that, I was like, oh my God, man, they are absolutely fucked. Buddy, David Ayers is going to be a, the Leafs, Leafs hopeful. He is might it, start is, game one in playoffs. Dude. Uh, what do you do? Imagine every beer leaguer in Toronto right now is just like, get me out. I want to get some reps. I want to get some yeah. reps. I might get the call, man. Like it's absolutely banana lands. They're, they're so fucked. They, they were scouting at Ray Friel. And then you went bar down on that guy. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck, we can't, we can't take him. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, I, I, they're, they're in deep. Um, 
they're in the shit and uh you just pray to like he must be on his bedside praying to it doesn't even matter to what god he's probably praying to, to Buddha all of them. himself <laughs> yeah to all of them he's like i don't care who's up there but you better make sure say he's probably in there massaging samsonov's groins himself <laughs> he's probably he's probably in there giving giving the groins a little go maybe a oh little tuggy God, to give him confidence man. but but he's dude. been hot. Samsonov's been 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 money. So that's been the saving grace. But if he goes down, like, what do you do? Well, what do you and do? What is he going to play every game? Like, you're going to put this guy in the pipes the ne- the next fifteen games? Like, I could see a Patrick Roy uh, incident. You know, they they get shelled one game, never playing for you again. They're literally <laughs> toast. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's always a fiasco. But and you know. I, they're they're lucky, Sam Samsonov. I'm sure you've had this experience with with goalies that you know, as a defenseman, as soon as you feel a little bit of of a lack of confidence in your goaltending, it, believe it or not, it does change your game. And people talk about it all the time, but I always remember like losing a little bit of that swagger, that confidence. You're always second guessing plays because you know on a pinch, you have to be 100 percent sure, and that gets in your head. And it's just another element. And and I find like a team really does lose their swagger when when the goalie's not hot and and when you don't have confidence in your goalie. So maybe that's what we saw in the first couple of weeks of the Leafs. They looked a little shaky. They lost to Arizona. They seem to be coming around. Sheldon Keith calls out the star players in the first couple of days. Those are a lot of red flags for me for the Leafs. Like, I mean, hopefully they can hang on and spin things around. But uh, things are not looking a lot, not looking too bright right now. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's not, that's not the way you want to start things out. I heard Murray's a bit of a wiener too. So... Yeah, I don't want to judge a happens. book by its cover, but he, he, I don't know. He seems like, yeah, a little bit of nah, a, he's a wiener, out there. Trust me. A goofer, the, goofy guy's, guy. the guy's a wiener. <laughs> uh, reverse retro jerseys. So Adidas every year. This is actually the last year Adidas is going to do that. They're going to change companies, but they do the reverse retros. And, you know, there's some that are pretty awesome. And, and I'd be willing to invest if that, those were my teams. And there's some that I'm like, wow, this is complete garbage. Notably, the Sens. Like, there's no way I'm spending $300 on this reverse retro jersey that basically looks like the exact same thing with a different font of numbers. But uh, I know you scroll through those. Is there a couple uh, hits and a, and a couple, like, busts in there that you wanted to mention? Yeah, the first thing, I, when they announced the reverse retros, I was so fired up because I, I was like, hey, I hope the Sens are going full barber pole. Uh, like the remember the old barber poles that they had? Yeah, like the sixty yeah. sevens have. But uh, I and I was I was thinking I'm like, oh man, they're gonna go, they're gonna bring that back. But yeah, you're right. It's they they kind of lack creativity in that. Uh, and I don't know if that's Adidas. I don't know who submits these jersey concepts. I don't know if it's Adidas coming up with it or like the marketing team of each team. Like maybe sends them three samples and then Adidas says, yeah, we like this or we can produce this, but. Yeah, if it's coming from the Sens, they, I, I was even hoping that they put back the O. I like the O jersey with, like, the cream, and I don't know. They, they they kept it really, really not very – didn't get me fired up at all. Yeah, I, I mean, it, listen, it's a neat concept. It, it, for me, it kind of sucks because you know it's just a money grab. I, I, you know, like, you're th- – yeah, they're just trying to find ways to make money. It, but that's the best part. You look at, like, playing in the East Coast Hockey League. It was amazing. They had Star Wars night. 
we actually have Halloween jerseys. We're going to play this weekend in Halloween jerseys. So it's kind of fun. But at the end of the day, you know what it's really about. It's about selling marketing and it's about selling jerseys. But yeah, I was definitely uh, disappointed with the Sens one. I think it's cool that like New York has the old logo. I love the Coyotes one, the old Coyotes. Jerseys. I love the, I, I, the Coyotes too. That's the one that stood out the most to me. Um, the, the old Buffalo Sabres is iconic. Uh, but truthfully, like there was nothing that really, I mean, the old Washington Capitals one is pretty neat too. You think of like the Yager days with the Pens jerseys. So yeah, again, I think it's kind of neat. It'll be a cool little thing to see throughout the season, but it's yeah. not something that was make or break for me or, or that I would really be investing in. A little nostalgia or like the diehard fan that likes to collect for sure. A little bit of a money grab. I like the Minnesota one. I don't know. I like the yellow that they use in the green and they kind of have the, the 3D saber tooth. I thought it was pretty badass. And the Florida one is like totally like Florida living. It's got like the palm tree and the blue background, like a, a sky blue uh, kind of interesting. And then obviously the LA Kings, the retro um, purple and yellow with the crown is pretty awesome too. But yeah, reverse retros are back and, and back in action. It seems like every team has 20 fucking jerseys now. Like, it's tough to keep track. They have, like, the Winter Classic. They have these reverse dress, retro. They have the third jersey, special night jerseys. But anyways, uh, Biz and Wit and the boys this is from Spitting Chicklets in Pittsburgh. Um, that funny clip, clip that went pretty viral where, where they're getting uh, basically interviewed. They're at the live game in Pittsburgh, and they get an intermission interview and and uh, basically, Biz calls out Sid on the Jumbotron for potting a couple goals and, and pumping Arizona. And uh, it was a pretty funny reaction by the crowd. And, and I think they really got everybody going. And they even got a little smirk out of, of usually the stoic uh, Crosby, who doesn't show much emotion. So I know you want to talk about that briefly. Yeah, th- those guys, they, they, they're, they know how to get it done. Biz and Wit know how to create buzz their content masters especially biz and they push the limits they're never out of place like that's just good clean fun they're going after a guy like you said who's who's captain serious and uh i thought it was so so funny that they went after him uh i guess crosby in the interview after said that like he was on the bench and he looked up he was like oh jesus because he heard his name but he couldn't make out exactly what they were saying. So you're that's just bullshit. Like, oh. You you played in the the Cuddy Say Pepsi. Like if, if you heard the jumbotron, you can hear it from the ice, dude. Is he full of shit? Oh yeah, I could, dude. I was the king at the trivia when when the girl would come out and and do the trivia, ask the trivia questions. I was like, fuck yeah, I was playing. That's I was that's Sidney Crosby avoiding questions, man. There's no way he didn't hear that. Yeah, actually, you know what? You're probably right. But uh, yeah, it's just funny to see these guys in action and everything that they're doing with you know, the podcast world and, and these tournaments and the behind the scenes and, and they're letting us in on all these stories that we've never heard, you know? Um, yeah, they're killing it. The big deal. They're revolutionizing. The yeah. They're revolutionizing how we know hockey and just hearing these like old time stories. It's, it's pretty awesome. So it, it is wit, shout cool. out to them. I mean, and, and RA and, and, uh, Grinnell. And Matt Murley has been a good addition. And I, I don't know if you heard in the most recent episode, but they're actually doing a spinoff with um, Colby Armstrong as well. So they got some good stuff going. And, and hopefully maybe we can, if we get, uh, you know, 100 listeners, uh, we might get a little shout out by them too. Who knows, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just got to climb 4,200 yeah, yeah. spots and <laughs> yeah. maybe they'll notice us. Uh, we're on the up and up. 
uh, sends home opener. So the boys, uh, the building was packed. Some of our buddies were there, and, and it seemed like they did a great job of firing up the crew. They had the music going. Uh, you know, they had the introductions. The team has been hyped up all summer. And then they roll out with uh, our boy, our Hall of Famer, Danny Alfredson, and, and apparently the place exploded. Uh, you had a couple testimonies of, of people on boots on the ground in the Sens Canadian Tire Centre. What's the update on their home opener and, and the buzz around the city and, and at the rink, the experience? Buzzing in Ottawa. They have done, I mean, this, everyone hates the fucking rink. It's, it's not a secret anymore that it's disgusting that the rink is where it is and it's not accessible and it's expensive, this and that. But they have really turned it into a cool experience. They've got the bars in there. They have the, the live music at the intermissions. Um, and again, a 19, almost 20,000 in, in the home opener. Uh, I love the buzz around this team. They're fun to watch. They've been potting goals left, right, and center. I think they have 18 goals in their last three games right now. Well, that game so, was like 3 nothing for them, and then it was 3-3, and then they went up 5-3, and I think it finished 7-5 against Boston. It was quite quite the game, too. Yeah, it's a barn burner. They're fun to watch. I can't wait to be home and watch, uh, hopefully, the end of the year, maybe some playoffs. Um, but I can't wait. I love going to the Sens games. I'm so happy for the Sens. But build that new fucking rink, and I'll tell you, Ottawa might be back on the map. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, 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 uh, I'm pumped, but I'm of the notion that I'm not spending 120 dollars to sit in the nosebleeds and pay 15 dollars for a pint. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, they don't jack up the prices too much. Uh, but the, yeah, all the Snapchats, all the Instagram, all the videos I saw seemed like everybody was going nuts. And and you know what? The kids deserve it. You know, all those young guys, they were not there when we went through that massive slump. It's not their fault that all this shit happened. You know, they're there playing their hearts out. And I feel like they've been playing their hearts out for the past couple of years. So it's nice for them to, to have the feeling that they have a supporting, um, you know, fan base um, pushing them forward. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, I, I don't think they take Polish Lottie at the CTC, so I might be in trouble. <laughs> that, that, man, that's my biggest fear coming home is like, dude, things are so cheap here. Like, Yeah, I'm your jaw's fucking... going to drop. Dude, I'm rich, man. Like, we go out to lunch, and I order like I'm a fucking king. I never finish my lunch. Like, never. <laughs> I just order so much, I never finish it, and I just don't care. I'm yeah, like, that's I'm when rich, you know you have fuck you money. When you don't take a, you don't ask the waiter for a little container, you know, a little take-home. You have, like, <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, slice yeah. of pizza and a couple fries. Yeah. Like, Can I have a take-home? Buddy, Dupes and I last night ordered pizza and then proceeded to order McDonald's right after at the sa- without having received the pizza yet. Just because we can. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, I guess a little topic before we get to the the final little mini game that you wanted to run was the the baseball playoffs, dude. It's been exciting. You had a quick little stat about the Phillies because now they've made the World Series. They're playing the Houston Astros, and and you had a fun fact off air that I thought would be cool to share and and maybe uh, connect it with NHL in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, so we've been watching, uh, we've been watching or keeping tabs of the playoffs. And Dupes and I read this thing every morning. They send you an email, and it's like all news. So it's all about like uh, everything that's going on in the world. It's it's a quick read. It's it's really good to get your news, and it's always like funny. And they they explain stuff in layman terms, so everything that's going on with like the economy and this and that. And before the baseball playoffs happened, the Phillies clinch, and they had written in the morning brew saying, "Hey, this is the one of the most wild facts we've ever come across." where uh, the Phillies, every time there's been a recession, the year before the economy really gets fucked up, the Phillies have won the World Series. And this dates back to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the 30s. 
And in 2008 and all these big years that there were these recessions, the Phillies end up winning the World Series. So they kind of wrote a note saying, haha, wouldn't it be funny? Like joking about the Phillies and, and their chances. So Dupes and I threw a little bit of money on the Phillies. We're like, ah, you know, let's just see this one through. So first round, they're buzzing. They, I think they swept. And then second round, they're buzzing again. Finally, we're like, okay, like the dream's kind of dead. We're watching the game last night and Bryce Harper hits the most electric home run against the Padres. So we're going bananas and here they are in the World Series. Do they have a sniff against the Astros? Who knows? But either way, uh I guess all of our pocketbooks are are uh, are counting on the Astros here because yeah, the I'm, Phillies I'm, win. You sold me. I cashed out my TFSA. <laughs> Peyton's uh, education fund is down to zero hammering the Phillies in the in the finals. Uh, yeah, but that, that's the economy's cool. the Yeah, it's going to tank anyways right now. That's right. Yeah, no, but I'm telling you, man, if the Phillies win, it's toast. So <laughs> Just That's be careful awesome. about your about your investments. Um, so lead us through yeah. this uh, little mini game that you got here. Yeah, we like to finish on uh, on on a few mini games, and I texted Pat and I said, "Hey, you know, let's do a little draft here. Let's do a five man draft. We'll go back and forth. I'm giving you the honorary first pick. Is this a snake topic... draft though? I need to know this. <laughs> no, I need to we'll pull up." Back. HB's a Excel spreadsheet here. Like I need the yeah, algorithms. Let's get HB's. Let's get the fantasy draft going. Uh, but yeah, I guess we were on the topic of doing drafts and, and speaking with him. His interview is incredible. If we want yeah. to talk oh, about yeah, that. Oh yeah, definitely worth a listen. Even if you're not a big fantasy, he, he put that on a T like you could tell that he's practiced this in the mirror. Like the day before he knew he was coming on a big podcast. <laughs> so you could tell he yeah. scripted that you could tell that it was well rehearsed, but it well spoken. It was, it was really fun to listen to. And I listened to it a second time and it was, is really well done. So yeah, check we, that out. We we rolled out the red carpet for him and 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 gave him that. But speaking of which, he was talking about advanced stats, and one of the advanced stats is Corsi. And Corsi means basically when you're on the ice, how many shots your team's getting compared to the other team. So if I'm a Corsi of ten, that means while I was on the ice, we had ten shots more than they had on us. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm following. So so we get sent like our clips, our video clips, and then it gives you like your stats, like shots, this and that, and your coursey. And so we're getting ripped in the start of the year when we were on our losing streak. All the imports and dupes one day is like, check the fucking coursey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had one game where it was absolute domination. We didn't score, and it's been like this all year. Like we just haven't been able to really seal the deal, but. uh and our course, he was like 19. And so coach wow. is ripping us and, and dupes just goes, check, check the fucking course. man. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Anyways, back to the draft. So we're going back and forth. You get the honorary first pick. And the topic is NHL players or people involved in hockey present or past that we'd like to go out and have a night on the town with. Yeah. And, and I'm going to go right off the bat. I'm going to take the, the number one, no brainer in my 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 opinion. I was gonna say two foot putt gimme, but if you've seen me putt, that's not a gimme. Um, I'm going with the big boy himself, the number one honcho in the podcast world, Beige Nasty. Looks yeah. like everything that he does is awesome. Everybody loves him. He's just a good guy, genuine guy. He, I think he's still old. Like he's in my age range. He's about, I think he's 34, 35. So he's in my age range. I think we can have a good time. And I think he would pay. Uh, and, and I think he would give me the, the red carpet service, I, I think. So I think he would be an awesome time. I, I feel like you could take that guy anywhere. 
And and I watch clips of him, even the behind the scenes. He's like driving. They're driving on the the road trip. The Biz does BC tour and stuff, and he just seems to make everything a good time. That's that's the first overall pick. Everyone knows it, especially now with the connections he has. And, oh and yeah, the places. And he was always the party organizer. People like in the show would reach out to him and be like, "Hey, we're having rookie party. Yes, like, where should we go? Other teams and stuff." And Biz would call up and and organize their parties. So he's he he's definitely number one. I, for my first overall pick, am going with a former player. Okay. I want this guy because I know he's an arsenal of stories. I know he loves to get absolutely after it. We'd be going beer for beer all night. I think I know where I you're go- going. Yeah? Do you? Yeah, I think so. Go. Who do, who do you think? Is it BH? It's BH, baby. Ah! We're, going Hull- We're going Hully. I think Hully's in the one spot for me. I want Brett Hall. I want to hear his stories. My favorite story of all time is about Brett Hall, about how they were in L.A. Yes. And it was a tie game, and coach said, okay, like, Hully and Oatsy, you guys stay. We're playing to win an OT. And and Hully and Oats, Hully jumps over the boards and goes, OT, we're in L.A., buddy. Steps out on the ice and goes and pots one. And, and then they get on the bus. They're like, hey, coach wants to see you. The assistant coach goes back to the bus and says, hey, Hully, coach wants to see you. Uh, but when we get back to the hotel and his answer was no way, boo boo. I'm going out with Chelly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you oh, missed the dude. important part of that story. I'm 90% sure what had happened is he went on the ice and took like a two minute and 30 second shift. And they were like at the face off dot. And one of his wingers came on to take him off the ice. And he kind of said, fuck you go back to the bench. Cause he yes, wanted to stay on. Ex- so he wanted yes. to snipe. So that's why the right. coach the coach wanted to talk to him because he took that super long shift. Yes, yes. The coach wanted to take him off because they were going to play for the tie. That's yes. what it was at the end. And they ended up like playing off the draw and he scored. Yes. And because he wanted, he didn't want to go to OTs. He wanted to go out in, in LA. He didn't want to waste any time in LA. <laughs> he yeah, he was time. high on my list too. He was high on Holly's my list. Always one too. for me. All right, pick number two. Back to you. Okay, number two, similar similar era, I guess you could say, and similar type of guy. I think he seems like the ultimate prankster. I think he'd be, like, funny. But more importantly, I think he'd be hilarious to take out on the golf course because apparently he's pretty good, but he's a cheating bastard. So I'd love to catch him in the, in the, in the act and, and call him out and see what kind of story he comes up with because it seems like everywhere I go or hear these stories about him, it's always about golf and cheating. My guy at number two is Jeremy Roenick. I think he would just yeah. be a hoot. Yeah, he's he's definitely a good time. I think you'd have to be scared. He's a he's like the big prankster. I yeah, think fuck around with yeah, you. Yeah, I'd have to. I guess that'd be contingent on him not pulling pranks on me. I guess or me <laughs> being involved in a prank on one of my buddies with him. You know what I mean? There you go. Ask yeah, extras. He, he, yeah, he would be a good time. I like that. You're so you're what one two. Punch. I got Biz. I got Ronick. Who you got for your two? I got Holly at one and two. I, I found a little loophole here. I'm not. Gonna oh lie. no! Okay, I'm taking, I'm taking Kachuk, and I'm saying that Kachuk because I'm going over to their house for dinner, <laughs> which means I get all three a trifecta. I want the trifecta of Kachuks because you know Big Walt can party, and we saw what Brady's capable of doing in public. We hear stories about these guys boozing and and getting kicked out of places and having a good time. So I, I found a loophole. I'm getting the Kachuks. I would love to see their Costco bill. It's just a thousand bucks. Five hundred of it is Coors Light, and the other five hundred is just steak, and they just fucking crush. I'm sure. I love that pick. Okay, so now it's back yeah. to me. 
Back to you for three. Number three. I'm going to go a little bit off the, the rails here too, and I'm going to go uh, our boy John Torts. John Torts. <laughs> Tortorella. That's a sleeper, man. Yeah, That's I, a I, I picked him a little bit early. I might regret this. So the, you know, the, the analytics wasn't in this favor, but I think he would be hilarious guy to just follow me around and, and criticize my day-to-day like my daily job and i think it would just make me such a human a better human being you know he wakes me up in the morning wake up you piece of shit get on the treadmill <laughs> and then i'm like running he's like that you call that running and you know i go to work and he's like bro that was a shit powerpoint today like you gotta throw in a couple <laughs> of videos a, a couple better font <laughs> you know he's like who yeah. uses times new roman that's so that's bullshit the bag skate I feel after like torts, I feel like Torts is that guy that's like a fucking hardo and then gets to the bar and orders an apple teeny. <laughs> I just, I just feel like Torts is that guy. I think he would just have some interesting takes on on the day to day and and maybe point out all my flaws and and make me a better person. You know, maybe the wife would like that too. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a sleeper too. Okay, you, you threw your sleeper in the mix. I'm throwing mine. I'm going Ron McLean. Oh! If you haven't seen Ronnie McLean's picture, tarps off at the bar <laughs> on the table, you know that guy fucking parties. And I just want to hear, I want to get this guy so drunk that he berates Don Cherry for 30 minutes. Just every little pe- like bit takes out all of his anger. hates Don. He just goes after it. And I want to hear all the behind the scenes that Ron McLean parties. Ron oh, McLean's dude, I remember watching him at the beginning. They showed old clips of Hockey Night in Canada, and he would actually used to battle back against Cherry when Cherry would put him down. And you could tell he was so defeated and demoralized at the end. He would oh, just dude. eat it on he the chin. He lost his spine. He yeah. lost his spine. And he went home and just drank himself to sleep every night. But our cousin Kelly used to serve him at the bar that he used to go to, eh? After he used to ref. And she used to say that he would come in, and he liked his pints, I think. I think he was a, a really good guy. Apparently, he was super friendly and, and liked the chat and gave everybody the time of day. But I, I think he's the type of guy that as soon as the, the the drop hits his lips he's a he's a wild man he's a wild man yeah he's a different beast i didn't even so think that's of him my, my three yep okay i'm to a, you buddy ah uh, I, I hope we get a bonus pick i i'm going at five and this has a little couple caveats i i'm going with Ovi, but it has to be a specific time and place it's Ovi with the cup in russia oh, okay because that guy probably did whatever the fuck he wanted whenever the fuck he wanted without Dude, he had any consequence card. yeah he had he had putin's he had putin's black card he probably, i would yeah you had you just follow that and just have a great time you don't even have to engage in any type of like drinking or anything i think he would have just been hilarious just be watch. a fly on the wall oh yeah just be a follower i think he would Dude, be awesome I... It's it's kind of crazy because my next pick is the, the same same reason as to yours I said, hey, I want a different culture. I want to throw in a, like the real guys that know at a party, and I want to go to a place that I have no idea what the fuck's happening. Like, I want my whole Polish experience to happen in one night. You know, I just want to just look to my left, look to my right, and just question everything that's going on. I'm going with the Kostitsins. Oh, I'm going double Kostitsins. <laughs> if you get kicked You're out going of for a, the combo team, combo packs here. Well, I, okay, I'll go with Sergey because that guy is a fucking animal. Dude, <laughs> if you get tossed from your team because you're a booze bag, like you, – You're partying. You're partying. So I'm I'm going Kostitsin, Sergey, and we're doing it in Russia, and we're doing it his way, and I'm following the lead. 
All right, all right. I like that. Um, I'm go. I'm going uh, like talking about weird experiences and going off the map and just like getting everything as fucked as possible. I'm going with Ilya Brizgalov, the former goalie. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen like they did a Cribs episode on his house. His house was absolutely fucked in terms of decor. Like it was so weird. And you know how he goes on these tangents about being in the galaxy and like his thoughts about life and politics. I would just love to sit down with him and just say go for three hours Dude, and just listen to this weirdo talk. He he'd probably roofie you, man. He'd probably like slip you acid. He's the type of guy that would just like he's Or he's like the guy the guy, guy that's like, I have no friends. I have to like like basically st- make this guy stay why does everybody go <laughs> that's a good pick so I, I, I didn't have i didn't have briz we're going international here my last pick here at the five spot fuck i have a few names it's me too really we'll, we'll do a couple quick ones uh and then we'll we'll finish it off here i had to go i'm going with jumbo joe jumbo because joe this guy has been in the league forever i've heard from every single person that's been on his team that he's the biggest team guy he's the first one at the restaurant he's buying the bills it's joe thornton and it, you know what's funny is he won't retire people are like dude why doesn't he just retire like he's a fossil he's getting old this and that he actually he said he came out and said he's like man i would miss being around the boys too much and i guess after practice like the young guys were saying in toronto like Bunts and, and those guys would say like Thornton's like, Hey, come on guys, let's go have like beers after practice. He'd be like, ah, we're just going to head home. Like he was always looking to do stuff with the boys. So Jumbo Joe's just a, a yeah, guy. It's a good pick. So I have Biz, Ronick, Torts, Ovi, Brizgalov. And can I just throw in one guy that I wanted? I, I, I thought that was going to be picked just as for fun. Yeah. yeah I had, I had Mark Andre Fleury. I think he's oh, just a good flower. guy. But I think he's also the type of guy that you could, like, he loves a prank, but I think you could peer pressure him into doing some massive pranks. Like, take, you know how he used to just stuff gum in Crosby's, like, glove? Like, you could probably convince him to take, like, maple syrup and, like, douse his gloves in, like, maple syrup or shit that doesn't come out. And, like, throw thumbtacks and Malkin skate rather than just, like, the the whipped cream or, like, the shaving cream. So I think you could convince him to do some pretty pretty fucked up stuff. But uh, he would also be fun. That's a good pick. I had a few guys. The classic partiers. You know Kane, Sagan. Yeah, the yeah. They were Evander on Kane's going to show you a good time. He's going to lose your money, but he'll show you a good time. I had Pasta. I had Sean Avery. I also had Donald Brashear. That would have been... That walk be around really like exciting. you, you could do whatever picks. you want. But who are your top, <laughs> you top five again? You had uh, Hully? I had Hully at one. I had uh, Hully. Kachuk Brothers, oh. Kostitsin. Yeah, sorry. Hully, Kachuk. Kostitsin, Ron McLean, and I topped it off with my boy Jumble Joe. Yeah, that's all. Uh, I had uh, I so I asked Dupes. I'm like, who do you think are like the, the best partiers? And he gave me the most obscure name right off the top of his head. The first guy he said was Scotty Upshaw. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I can see it, it, dude. This guy played. He was 16 years single in the NHL, and he was a good looking cat. <laughs> Good-looking cat, 16 years single. That was Dupes' reasoning. He's like, you know that guy was up to no good at all times. Single cat, 16 years, good-looking guy. And he was apparently very funny. 
he ran with like Biz and those guys. Yeah, all the boys used to hang out with those guys. So that's that's a good little honorary mention. Dude, I think we had a very informative episode. A couple less uh, chirps and and funny stuff, but I I think we 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 nailed quite a few topics. And um and like we mentioned, go check out HB our, our buddy on fantasy next episode coming up because it, it was quite impressive what he was able to divulge in terms of his fantasy hockey and what he's developed in terms of his spreadsheet and predictions and all that shit. So definitely worth worth the listen. And for me, that's it, man. I gotta get out of here. I gotta, I gotta finish up my evening here. And you gotta get to bed. Yeah, I got, uh, I got Ruski waiting for me tomorrow morning. So uh, bright and early for me. Bright and early. Nice, nice chat with, with you, man. With Good friend. episode, and uh, hopefully we can get this up and going in, in the near future. Everybody else, take yeah, we'll care keep and it going. stay tuned. Have a good uh, rest of your week. Peace. Peace. Peace.